Hi, you're listening to Artsmidden on Sin Nation. Welcome, 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 welcome. We're here with a special guest, Amanda Jane Pitchard. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Um, so, Amanda, today we have brought you in to talk about your cabaret, which is called All the Dumb Things. Um, so tell us a little bit about just a general overview of what, that, what that's about. Well, it's called All the Dumb Things. It's inspired by the Paul Kelly song, mm. um, which is about all the dumb things he's done, I suppose. But um, my life has kind of gifted me with um, a series of quite stupid and chaotic <laughs> events. And I feel like uh, I, yeah, it really strikes a chord with me, that song. <laughs> and uh, so it's a cabaret comedy and... Um, it's a, a sequence of stories, each with a song, mm. and songs that people will know that I've rewritten the lyrics to to make them funny. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it's, 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 it's a bit naughty. It's a bit provocative. It's certainly <laughs> um, for adults um, and not for prudes. Mm. But, yeah, it's based on, yeah, based on some pretty crazy shit that's happened to me <laughs> over the years. So, Amanda, when was the first time you heard that Paul Kelly song and... What did it make you think of? Oh, that Paul Kelly song. When was the first time I heard that? My goodness. Um, I kind of got into Paul Kelly later than, you know, I mean, I'm 39. and um, 39. <laughs> I, uh, that's great. Thank you. You can keep. Um, so, yeah, it would have been, I know, back, I lived in Adelaide for a while and I fell in love with From Little Things, Big Things Grow. And that's, and he was an Adelaidean and, um Basically, it was that song introduced me to him and I got his greatest hits and that's when I heard all the dumb things. No, that's not true. I remember now. <laughs> it was... Does anyone remember the film Young Einstein? No. <laughs> it was like it was this Australian film about... I remember the, the poster. Yeah, the Yahoo poster series. Yeah. Do you remember him with the crazy hair? Yeah, he had a weird You have hair. to Google him. Maybe. Yeah, anyway, that song was like the song of that of that film. It was quite a successful Australian film, probably back in the early 90s, showing my age. That's one for the hard work. (laughs) Um, And so in in regards to the actual show, is it just yourself who is performing? Actually, I'm really fortunate to have um, a muso, Wally Howlett, who um, is just brilliant. He's a genius. Uh, he is a he's, he does his own original stuff. He actually busks in um, Burke Street Mall quite regularly, but he also is going to the states straight after we do the shows. Mm. So we're collaborating. He's a funny guy, so I know what is funny when we rehearse because he like hacks himself laughing. So that's <laughs> great. Um, and he really he's doing guitar and some piano. Okay. And you know maybe a bit of tambourine. Might bring <laughs> out a harmonica. You know, he reckons I should do the harmonica and I'm like, I can't play the harmonica. And he said, it's easy, apparently. You just have to blow into it. It's pretty hard to hit the right tunes. I think it's easy to play, but not easy to master, you know. Not easy to make it sound good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like you have to have a good setting as well. Like, whenever I think of a harmonica, I think of, you know, someone in like a Western prison you know, <laughs> yeah. just like being like, oh, I'm all alone. I think of <laughs> Angus and Julia Stone and... Oh, yeah, it's very different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so each show, are they all, um, you know, something that you've set or is it a bit of improvisation? How Definitely does it work? Definitely a bit of improv. Okay. I mean, I want to make sure, you know, it's as scripted as I possibly can. Of course, the songs I'm not going to stuff around with. They have to stay to um, to the lyrics. But, um, 
Yeah, it's the stories are there, and ba- basically, I will stick to the storylines, but we'll have a bit of fun. There might be some audience interaction. I'm happy to be heckled. You know, guys come along, go at me. <laughs> I don't care. And and some, you know, screen. Screen, uh, what am I saying? Slideshow. Is it a slideshow? A deck? Uh, yeah. A deck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For a bit of visual. A bit of visual. Um, what about actually writing the the cabaret yourself? So you said that you were inspired by some songs and then you've had other songs that you've taken the lyrics and changed to reflect some of your personal experiences. Is that right? Yeah, it, it is. It's to reflect each of the stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the stories is called Darren and the Dancing Dildo. So basically, <laughs> you know, I tell that story and then the song um yeah corresponds but i changed the lyrics to it there's another story about some pretty um well actually a really recent um uh tinder dating experience that i had um (laughs) and yeah so changed the lyrics for another song uh yeah i mean this the stand-up comedy is something that I guess it is. It's kind of a mixture of stand-up comedy mm. and cabaret. Yeah. And it's something that I've evolved into doing from... I've actually only started this career about two years ago and I started wow. by writing a play. Mm. And that was... I mean, actually, you know, writing a, a script and um, developing those characters. And the first play was called Swipe Left for Love and <laughs> um, had a cast of ten. Mm. And... I'd never done anything like it before. So mm. it was such a steep learning curve, but such a beautiful experience because that play was absolutely, it was inspired by people and events in my life. Mm. But then you put these amazing actors into these roles and they bring life to the characters in ways. And it was, it was such a, yeah, it was quite a cathartic experience as well as being just awesome to see how that process can change you as a as yeah, an artist lots as well. of learning oh it was it was brilliant yeah how so long? what got Go you so what got you interested in theater and all that in the first place i think like honestly i always wanted you know i was a, a little girl i don't think i've ever really got out of the eight-year-old hate headspace <laughs> <laughs> I, when i was eight years old i was you know literally in front of the mirror with the hairbrush dancing to <laughs> Kylie Minogue. Actually, I have an even sadder story. Um, I would take a broom so that it was like I had a mic stand and I would pretend I was singing the national anthem at the <laughs> AFL Grand Final. It's <laughs> just like dumb, but that's, I think that kind of says everything about the headspace I was in. Yeah. And I was in like school productions in primary school, but mm. when I um, got to high school I just I got to an awkward phase and I, I I was bullied and I just didn't believe in myself like I didn't think I was pretty enough to be in the performing arts oddly and like or I guess also just that pressure of other kids always kind of teasing you mm. just didn't I wanted to hide rather than put myself out there mm. so I just I really stood I went I went a long way back from it but I ended up in a career, I guess, in PR and communications, and I brought my self-confidence came back, you know, mm. once I, you know, became a, an adult, and um, uh, yeah, slowly but surely. And now I'm not really lacking in that, <laughs> but um, it took me a while, you know. So yeah, I guess it's just I've always wanted to do it. To answer your question, but it has taken this kind of weird and wonderful path of just 
lots of different things I've done over however many years and mm. careers that I've had that kind of made these characters just kind of appeared and yeah, it's yeah. the script kind of wrote itself, the first one, in many ways. Are yeah. there any, um, with, you know, your stand-up kind of um, component to, like, your pieces, um, do you f- ever find it kind of awkward or something like that where you're trying to tell these stories but there's people involved in the same room or, like, you know them oh. quite closely, so you're just <laughs> like, oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's so funny you would say that. There's someone listening right now who will be <laughs> cacking himself laughing because <laughs> he knows I'm in a... I'm in a bit of a situation where this amazing story has been, like, gifted to me and it's really funny, but the person who it's kind of about is not, like... Yeah. It would be... He wants to come to the play, but... Uh, to the show, I keep calling it the play, and it just... It would be hor- horrific for him because... He's very involved. He's very involved. Very involved. Um, I want to know yeah. the story. Oh. <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... Oh, should I tell it? It's like part in of the brief. Show. You don't need to give anything away. It's yeah, quite... just like no, do a little. No. Okay. <laughs> if you, if you yeah. don't want to, you don't have I might, to. I might leave it. Do a little <laughs> hint. Do a little like, come see my show. You know, you'll you'll find out more. Yeah, I told my hairdresser the other day. And she it was pretty funny. So hairdressers yeah. hear the best stories. Oh yeah, yeah. always. Mm. Yeah. They're like counsellors slash life coach, actually. I think that's the best word. (laughs) Part-time life coaches. Um, So you mentioned your first play involved 10-plus people, but this one is more more just a duo of you. What do you prefer? Uh, I love the – I'm really collaborative by nature, so I love um, working with other people. And I've been fortunate enough to work with some amazing – people you know like the first play everyone volunteered their time um there is actually there's I mean there's a lot of that you guys probably know you know that there's so many talented people out there in the arts particularly in performing arts who are just looking for work you know and they're not getting paid um but everyone you know they turned up for rehearsals and they weren't getting paid and it just you know the the dedication and um I guess kind of passion they put into the work. It, it, yeah, it just I love that collaborative aspect. The reason I'm kind of gone to this mo- model is because I really want to take my show overseas and interstate, mm. and it's just it's so prohibitive to have a cast of ten. Um, yeah, yeah or, or even this my second play I've reduced to a cast of six. Even that, you know, to have to go to a new city, you know, a you don't necessarily mm. know the venue necessi- mm. or you know the the um, the landscape of of the performing arts in that city, particularly somewhere like Edinburgh or London, you know. Mm. Um, so if it's just me and I need a guitarist, um, that's yeah. pretty easy to tour. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's Do you kind of like having um, that ease of like, you know, like as in, um, do you like that you can kind of take this show anywhere? Yeah, that's, uh, this is the first time that we've done it. And really it is the two, sh- we decided just to do the two shows as a bit of a litmus mm. test. And um, the, the, yeah, the, the, yeah, it's very scientific, which I'm not a science person. <laughs> I don't know, something managed to stay in the brain, I think, year nine science. Um, yeah, I think as the show itself, yeah, the two shows are going to be you know, 
a, a small crowd. Uh, I mean, the, theater, the story of the theatre is actually quite amazing where, where it's being held. It's actually in the attic of um, a brothel. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. It's, um, so if you guys know of Speakeasy HQ mm. in the city on Flinders Street, the guys that run that, Roy and Knuckles, and they just do such a brilliant job um, with their little vaudeville theatre. And um, they've next, they're next door to this brothel, the top of the town, and it's the only actual working brothel in the CBD. Mm. And there's this attic space, and they've taken it over as a theatre. So I actually didn't. Quite I was. Intimate. Oh, it's going to be interesting. You have to actually walk in the entrance of the brothel, um, <laughs> but uh, you go straight to the left and upstairs. So um, <laughs> it's not. Um, it's not like you know, you're going in there for. <laughs> Any other services other than my show? <laughs> yeah. Do you have any? Um, so, with um, with um, your cabaret comedy show, how did you prepare as um, as a performer for that? Did you watch like any stand up comedy shows, or did you like how did you prepare? Yeah, I think the. Doing the comedy, um, well, my two musical plays, or plays with music, as I call them, um, that was really great preparation. I've never considered, like, I don't think I've actually ever called myself a comedian. Other people have called me that. Like, it's (laughs) even calling myself a playwright was difficult. I know I can definitely call myself a playwright absolutely now and a performer. but I wasn't sure. Like it was another. It was a confidence thing. It's like mm. can I make, making people laugh and and like promoting yourself that you're gonna make people laugh. It's a big, big deal. Like it's mm. a big yeah to say it. And um, the preparation really was seeing my words in the script come to life in a play, making people laugh. And um, that's been definitely the best thing. I mean, certainly there's people that I, I watch and have inspired me. Like from, like I love Stephen Fry and Rowan Atkinson. I love heaps of Aussie comedians: Tom Gleeson, Hannah Gadsby, yeah, Will Anderson. Um, yeah, I guess it's about I think timing and um, anyway, it's an it's a very interesting thing. And I, I know there's shitloads of people that are funnier than me, but uh, <laughs> I'm giving it a crack. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, is there anything else you would like to say about the show, like as in um, when it's on, for yeah, example? Yeah, of, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that sounded so yeah, funny. Yeah. Like when it is on, like, yeah. do you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's on um, Thursday and Friday, the 8th and 9th of March, which isn't this coming week, it's the next week, yeah. And it's 8pm at the um, Bordello Theatre, which is, yes, through the top of the town um, <laughs> brothel, but um, next door to Speakeasy HQ. Yeah. So if you see yeah, the Speakeasy HQ. And you can get tickets um, on the door or um, through tribe booking, which is, I can't remember the exact, I think it's it's a weird link. It's like trybooking.com yeah. slash UCWF. Something stupid. I'm sure if you Google it, <laughs> you'll find it. Yeah. <laughs> or go to, um, go to um, the Bordello Theatre's Facebook page. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for talking to us, Amanda. Thank you. Um, we're-